cue fake podcast music. I like the enthusiasm. I'm like a half a coffee down, so it's I like it. my four cups of coffee. You know what? Honestly, when I went to go throw my thing into the garbage when I had my coffee, I saw all you could see on the top of your garbage was coffee. <laughs> I know. Hello and welcome to Michigan and Other Mayhem, the show about Michigan, murder, mysteries, histories, and other random mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie. And Jen. Oh, you know what I meant to tell you? I meant to tell you. So, the other day I had the roof leak. I live in a condo, call the roofing people. I didn't know that. Yep. So, the roofing people go to come. They're like, we can be there on Friday. I was like, cool. That Friday's work for me. So me and my boy Angus, my dog, we're waiting for the roofing guys. There's a knock at the door. And I walk over to the door. Now, as I'm opening my front door, the dude that is on my porch opens up my screen door, sticks his foot on my threshold, and is coming in before my front door is all the way open. He is coming into my house, which immediately freaked me out. But... I do have a big dog. And yeah. my, my dog was like, what's up, motherfucker? Did he? he? literally put his foot back off the threshold, closed the door, and then yelled at me. <laughs> yeah. Goes down the steps to the porch and starts to yell at me from the sidewalk like, we're here to fix the roof. And I was just like, if my dog wasn't here, that guy would have came into my oh house. Oh, my gosh. Uninvited. I just felt that was wrong. Yeah. Like, if your family or I know you're coming, you can walk right in my house. I don't give a shit. As a matter of fact... I walk right in. Especially if I know you're coming and I don't answer the door. I might be stuck in the bathroom. Please come in. You don't have to just wait on the porch. Just come in. But as a stranger, do not go into a person's house. You don't open your door and come into a person's house uninvited. Yeah, well, at least you know now Angus is going to save you. Yes, well, afterwards, I waited till they were done. And as they were cleaning up and throwing stuff in the dumpster, I tried to walk my dog. Angus has to go to the bathroom. And as soon as we walk out the door, we're like, damn, look at that dog. And my dog's like, yeah, pretty impressive. Aren't I impressive? I'm Angus. Oh, man. And I was like, yeah, Andy's fucked up with anxiety and shit. He will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> He's Your really dog fucking will be a murderer. Yes. That's uh, great. Yeah. Mm. What you reminded me about it was because uh, Mike and I were walking Angus last night. And he's like, you keep looking behind us and stuff. I was like, Yeah. I was like, Michael, when Angus and I walk together in the morning, I'm looking behind us. I'm looking at the sidewalk across the street. I'm looking in the bushes in front of us. Like, it's dangerous to be a girl outside walking all by yourself. Yeah. And some people don't care that your dog is crazy. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> so I was just like, great. Angus and I are going to have to fucking fight somebody. That's I got to I gotta know who's coming at all points. <laughs> That's when I walk the trail. It's dark. You know, mm-hmm. with all the trees, especially in the summer. In the winter, it's not too bad. Yeah. But in the summer, with all the trees, got the leaves, no, I'm, I'm constantly going. Yeah. My neck hurts by the time I'm done walking. Yeah. And I think it's a, I think that's a half mile or something. Yeah. I keep the um, music turned down, too, because mm-hmm. I always, you know, listen. I don't walk with my music. Listening at all? No. Oh, see, I keep mine turned down. So, no. to me, when I know it's at the right level is when I can hear um, Angus's uh, collar jingling or the scuff of my feet on the sidewalk because mm. I never learned to pick up my yeah. damn feet when I walked. <laughs> I never learned, okay? Yeah. I, I drag my feet when I walk, but I was just like, <laughs> but I was like, hell yeah, this is a dangerous world even when you have a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. What are you doing today? Okay, so I have um, like two medium-sized ones because I did Truckers Against Trafficking. And I was just so upset to just read about children being hurt that my second article is molesters dying in prison. Oh, there you go. Made me feel better. <laughs> I, was, that's, I also realized while looking up the Truckers Against Trafficking, which is actually a really positive article, 
that I can never have a gun because I, you know, I would just learn about a child molester and be like, I just, (laughs) I can't, I can never have a weapon that can be used to kill another person because I might, I'm just that level of unsteady. I might actually use it. Good like, to know. Yeah, I can't have one. Just so you know, don't. I, I, the axe throwing is fine though. Yeah. <laughs> just so yeah. What do you have? Um, I'm gonna do an update on the biological resource center. I found a little bit more information on that civil suit. That's the one with the Frankenstein body. Yep, and the body part trafficking. And then an article I ran across: a son finds frozen baby in dead mother's freezer. Wow. 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 Wow, I was right. Yeah. You want to go first? Um, or would you like me to? You go ahead and go first. And then I'm going to follow up since we have some some shit. I'll follow up with a funny review that these zoos did. To me, it was the most hilarious. Who they, did it? Some zoos. It started out with the Oregon Zoo. They were reviewing their own animals. Oh, okay. It's actually really cute. Like when they talk about a rhinoceros, they're like, found a fat gray unicorn. Still pretty though, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I just thought I don't that know would be really you find funny. These reviews, a lot of looking. <laughs> <laughs> so, in a previous podcast, we talked about the biological resource center in Arizona and how they were trafficking body parts of the people who were donated. Yeah. They Which, were donated. That's uh, the one where I learned after they're done using the body, then they provide you ashes back, right? Correct. Of the of the parts that they didn't use for science, quote unquote science. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. So they were donated under the understanding their bodies would be used for testing diseases like Alzheimer's. Okay. Um, was one of them. An Arizona man, Jim Staffer, had donated his mother's body, who did have Alzheimer's at the time of her passing. Jim found that her mother's brain was never donated to the neurologist. Instead, the military purchased the body and used it for IED blast testing. <gasps> it is reported she was strapped to a chair and the, you know, something underneath, there was an apparatus underneath the chair, and then that they blew that up. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Jim was... Oh, my <laughs> goodness. By the way, I'm totally distracted. Your fingernails are really pretty... Oh, you know, they're um, mood-changing. Really? Yeah, so, so warm, warm is green and cold mm. is a ruby. Like the Wizard of Oz. Oh, my ruby, goodness. Emerald City. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay. So, yeah, Impressive. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm sorry. Keep going. Oh, it's all right. Okay. <laughs> Thank um, Jim is part of that civil lawsuit currently ongoing against the owner of the resource center. So I th- I think it's going to be interesting as this goes on to find out what each of these bodies what happened to them? Yeah, what happened to them for the people that are actually suing. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah that is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So the second thing I have is the son that finds the frozen baby in the dead mother's freezer. What happened? Yeah. In St. Louis, Minnesota, Adam Smith was cleaning out his deceased mother's refrigerator and found a dead baby wrapped in a blanket in a box in the freezer. Adam had said the box was in the freezer his whole childhood, and when he would ask his parents about it, they said that it was their um, top of their cake. You know, when yeah, you get the married, you hold, yeah. hold that cake. I never did. I don't even like cake, but yeah, yeah. I do know people who do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Of course, I would question it after so many years. I mean, your whole life, you know, if I went 30-some years and that box and cake was in the freezer, I'd probably tell my parents to throw it out. I don't think it's good at that point. Right. I don't, I, I don't know the... I think it was might be might be a sentimental thing. Yeah, maybe. Because okay. there's no way in hell I someone can out, eat it. So I don't well, you and I are somebody. Oh, I, I, okay. You ever heard of the Swedish death clean? Where mm-hmm. as people get older and they realize they might be dying, they start to clean their house. Do, do they You're, start to clean their house? Because like for me, I'd do that. Because there's things probably I don't want people to freaking find. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> getting rid of stuff like that, and get, get, just getting rid of it so that when after you die, someone doesn't have a whole bunch of garbage to get rid of, right? Just get down to your bare essentials. What you need is called the sweet shot. You and I basically do that every year. We are, but there are people out there that are not us and that will hold the fuck on to some stuff. Uh, it's just not us. My it's, parents it's need to throw some shit out. Um, I don't want to have to clean that. Right. Yeah. Brandon's gonna. Yeah, Brandon's going to thank me because I throw everything out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Ariana's not going to have too hard of a time. Mike and I are just like, do we need this? No. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So, Adam believes it may be his sister. His mother had once talked about losing a child at birth. She had been pregnant at the time with twins, and family members claim she gave the second child up for adoption. Questions remain as to if she gave the second child up or if the child in the freezer is the second child and what really happened why would you know you keep a body in the freezer in a box if there was no foul play she didn't know um, about the swedish death clean maybe (laughs) the baby's body had become mummified Uh and they are performing dna tests to confirm that you know the baby's related to this adam Oh, yeah, nice. That's I just think you would get. Yeah, I just think. Yeah, no, if I it is the second child. Yeah, you. No, I think sometimes just people panic. Obviously, they're not in the right mind mentally. It, if you keep your baby in the freezer in any way, and you never think about getting rid of it. Yeah, no, there are people that hold on to things. Maybe they thought it was like disrespect. discussing but i don't know i would give it a pro i would give my baby a proper burial if uh if you if your mom passed away and you were cleaning out the freezer and there was a a frozen baby yeah would you call the cops or would you just get rid of it oh i would probably call the cops you would because i'd get rid of that shit see well what if it wasn't like a foul play what if it wasn't like when my mom my mom had a baby like what if i don't know she kidnapped a baby and killed it or something i don't know i'd call the cops see i'd get rid of it yeah I would. I would tell somebody because that's not After 30 right. some years. But you don't know it's 30 years when you find it. Yeah, well, it's well, been it wasn't there. That yeah, box. he yeah. does. He knew it was there this whole entire life. Still call the cops. I would still call You would? Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's interesting that I wouldn't. Uh huh. I'd get rid of it. I'd bury it. Yeah. And be done with it. Yeah, but, but you, you you were quick to, you know, yeah. yeah, call the cops on your mother. Yeah, she's dead. What it's not no, like it's no, hurting her. No, no, no. One of the other po- Oh, I will kill a parent and yeah. I will call yeah. the police on And then him. I'm like, no, I wouldn't kill my parents. Yeah, I would kill. Yeah, one of my parents was, was like an abusive person or if I found out they were doing something horrible, I would, I do believe, yeah, kill a parent. Sorry, mom. She listens. I love you. I don't mean you. No, just joking. I would save you. Sorry. No, she wouldn't. No, just... <laughs> Okay, I want to talk right. about 
Truckers Against Trafficking. Okay, let's do this. So, according to the Human Trafficking Hotline, human trafficking occurs in all 50 of the United States. In 2018, the organization received 442 calls from people in Michigan looking for help um, against trafficking. The most common type of trafficking is sex traffic, with sex and physical labor as a secondary type. Of the 442 calls received to the hotline in 2018, two-thirds of the people were adults, meaning that the remaining third is trafficked children. The most common way for someone to be brought to the attention of authorities is through reporting. So the best thing that you can do to someone that's being sex trafficked is report them. So there's a program that's called Truckers Against Trafficking. It's called TAT for short. And people who drive trucks have been working together to identify those who are at risk and being trafficked. Even UPS, the United um, Parcel Service, has also sent some of their drivers to this class. The truckers attend a class helping them with identification and how to properly report someone you believe is being abused. They are taught uh, what signs to look for, such as the person seems to be under the control of another person. They have few belongings and they may be seen repeatedly in the same clothes. And they may be reluctant to talk to strangers or people in authority positions. So they say, like, here are the things to look for. If you see this, this person might be trafficked. Some of the advice given by Truckers Against Trafficking talks about calling the National Human Trafficking Hotline when you see a situation you may believe is dangerous. Should you be out in a rural area, you should also call 911. The advocate from the hotline will connect with the local police, so from the um the National Human Trafficking Hotline, they'll connect with the police, the local police. And the FBI suggests that the people call the hotline because there isn't a national database that collects trafficking information. Hmm. So they're saying call the hotline and dial 911 <clears throat> because that hotline is the only one that's, tra- that's collecting trafficking information and it's telling them that here's an area where people are being trafficked. Well, you don't have to dial 911 because they're going to call. No, they want you to do both. And then they, and then those people will hook up with the... nine. The, oh, yeah. I get it. So they want you to call both because they're, 911 like helps save the person. The hotline actually helps the police with tips. They say, you know, this is what you do in a situation like this because maybe a rural area might not know what to do with a human trafficking case. Mm-hmm. I always remember we talked about murdering somebody in a small town area. It helps you actually because they might not know how to yeah. handle a murder. Okay. Oh, man, you know what I did? Oh, there we go. So also different police uh, jurisdictions have different ways of handling cases, and the hotline can provide them guidance. So the class given by Truckers Against Trafficking is a 26-minute video and a 15-question quiz. So you don't, it's not like you go for all day, and you could do it in under an hour, right? During the video, it shows the drivers that most people are not choosing this life, but are instead unable to escape. Kevin Kimmel, a 60-year-old trucker, had been driving for nine years, and in that time he had seen women who were being trafficked, but he had believed it was their choice. So he saw a woman and he believed she was being trafficked, but he also believed that she chose it. And after being educated, he realized that they were victims. Kevin saw an RV at a rest stop that he believed looked suspicious because it was parked in the back corner. And then he saw a man enter the RV, and then it begins to rock back and forth, Mm -hmm. right? He then noticed a young girl stick her head out of an RV window before she gets yanked back in. And so he calls the police. When the police came, they found a girl who was being held captive for the sex trade. And the police believed that she had maybe two more days before she would have died of mistreatment. Because she's not hooked up to running water or anything. They're basically just keeping her in there and letting people come in and have sex with her. In 2017, 
Operation Cost Country 11, created by the FBI, took down part of a sex trafficking ring. There were 54 adults that were arrested for human trafficking, with 84 children being rescued. The children's average age was 15. The youngest was a three-month-old girl who was being sold as a package with her five-year-old sister for $600. That's why I was like, I need to look up molesters who die in prison because you're sex trafficking a three-month-old with a, it packaged with a six-year-old. Just disgusting. Yeah. In Michigan, 12 children were rescued during the operation. So all those kids, 12 came from Michigan. On September 26, 2018, Michigan law enforcement also performed Operation My Safe Kid. There were 301 case files for missing children in Wayne County. Just Wayne County, 301 children, where the operation took place. There were 123 children who were rescued during the operation. One teenage boy that was recovered had not eaten in three days. It also uncovered information for two missing children from Texas and another from Minnesota. A woman named DeVoe tells the story of being trafficked from Kentucky to Michigan. When DeVoe was 12 years old, her mother sold her to her sister and her brother-in-law, moving her to Michigan. While in Michigan, DeVoe was going to middle school, making friends and being sex trafficked at the home that she shared with her family. It was done by her sister and her sister's boyfriend and her mm -hmm. husband. DeVoe believes that if the people around her knew what signs to look for, she might have been able to free herself sooner. Some signs that people didn't notice were the plethora of male visitors coming to the house at all hours at the night. The fact that she was never allowed to speak freely. Um, she was never allowed to answer any inquiry. Like if an adult asked her a question, she wasn't allowed to answer back. DeVoe kept long sleeve shirts on in the summer to hide her bruises and often missed school due to her injuries. DeVoe had the best advice I read in all these articles. If you think something is going on, call the police. It's better to be nosy and wrong than to be quiet and let someone get hurt. The National, I'm sorry, the Human Trafficking Hotline is 1-888-373-7888. So this class that they take? Yes. We could take it out. Absolutely. Yeah. We should do that. Okay, I'll do it. Because I, after I read the one of the signs that she was talking before, never allowing to talk for yourself, I remember one time when I was at a park when Ariana was little, I was asking this little girl questions, and every time I asked her a question, she would look at the adult male that was with her. And then after a while, he would answer, and I realized at one point when I was talking to her that she never answered any question, although she played with my daughter for like, you know, 30 minutes, that she never once spoke. She would just look to him and he would answer for her and I not not in any way that was like healthy. You know mm. what I mean? It was really weird. Huh. Yeah. So you want to hear about child molesters who die in prison? Yeah. Good. Because I, I got some for you. Okay. So this one guy, Christian Mayer, or Mary, it's M-A-I-R-E is his last name. Mayer. Mayer? Okay. Maybe. Any of those names? Yeah. Any, any of those. those. So Christian lived in the state of New York. And he was the co-founder of a computer graphics company. He had a bachelor's degree from Canada, from a Canadian university. And he had a master's degree from the University of Southampton in England. Uh, Christian was 40 years old. He was the co-founder of an IT company. When in 2019, he was convicted as the head of a child pornography ring. The ring was formed in 2012 with men from several different states as well as Ontario, Canada. The men met each other on a social media platform called Stick'em. Stick'em does moderate instances it can find of sexual activity, so the men continued to platform hop, um, platform hop twice more before 2017. 
They would try to stand out by posting on girls' older social media accounts. They would pose as boys. And they would go to your older accounts, making the girls um, feel like they're interested enough in them that they would go back and look at the older stuff. Uh, that's a thing. Mm. I don't know if you're aware. No. You have a son, not a daughter. I have a daughter. Our kids are the same age. But yeah, that's a thing. The men in the child pornography ring would go online and pose as teenage boys looking to attract girls from ages 8 to 17. They would gain the trust of the girls before asking them to perform increasingly sexual acts on video. The men would start asking the girls to bear parts of their body, then ask them to masturbate and do other sex acts. They would often try to get the girls to perform by daring them or saying it was part of a poll or a composition, like, I dare you to show me, you know. In five years, they created dozens of chat rooms to attract young girls. The word that they most often used to fish for the girls in the chat room was the word bored, like B-O-R-E-D, like I have nothing to do. And literally, it was in the name of almost every single chat room they had. Leading Leading to police referring to the group as the bored group. The board group was organized, keeping in touch with each other to discuss manipulation techniques. Each member, yep, had a specific role. Hunters sought the girls out and steered them to the private chat rooms. Talkers convinced the girls to engage in sexual activity. And loopers pretended to be young boys using photos and previously recorded sex acts. So they would have a video of a guy like, look, I'll do it if you do it, but it's just previously recorded. It's not even real. In June 2017, a 17-year-old girl in Oakland, Michigan, went to the FBI and told them of the chat room she had visited with four or five teen boys and how they engaged in sexual behavior. The FBI was able to track the use of different IP addresses to find the group. This led the police to Christian Mayer, Meyer Mary's home that he shared with his wife and two children. They also uh, led, it also led to this discovery of even more child pornography on Christian's electronic devices, including images of infants and toddlers. I hate people like that. Christian was sentenced to prison in Milan, Michigan. Just under a month into his prison sentence, Christian was attacked by other prisoners. Another prisoner, an IT specialist named Michael Figura, age 36, who was one of Christian's co-defendants, was also attacked. The attack took place in the housing unit and involved at least five others besides Christian and Michael. So five dudes jumped him. Hmm. The, the men were um, beaten and stabbed with a shiv. Christian died of his wounds, but Michael survived and is being treated. it is being treated as a homicide because he was killed. The men involved in the board group along with Christian are Arthur Simpatico, 47, of Mississauga, Ontario. Jonathan Rodriguez, 37, of West Hollywood, California. Michael Figura, 36, of Swarthmore, Pennsylvania. Odell Ortega, 37, of Virginia Gardens, Florida. Brett Sinta, 36, of Hickory, North Carolina. Caleb Young, 38, of Almstead Falls, Almstead Falls, Ohio. Daniel Walton, 34, of Saginaw, Saginaw, Saginaw Texas. <gasps> they have a Saginaw, too? Wow. Oh, they also have a Saginaw. I think there's another Ypsilanti too. What you mean, not in Greece, Ypsilanti? Like Ypsilanti in Michigan no. or in the United States? William T. Phillips, 39, of Highland, New York. Those men are child molesters, where they're actually part of a sex ring. So there's also Clinton Don Simpson. He just goes by Don, but his first name's Clinton. Okay. He created a miniature train track known as Mr. Don's Whistle Stop in his backyard. Yup. Danger! (laughs) 
Don hosted parties for school-aged children. His miniature trains, big enough to ride, had more than 1,000 feet of track, a 200-foot-long bridge, and a depot for boarding. So I'm not, I would probably get molested as a kid because I wouldn't be attracted yeah, to the train set. Like, come on. His train park was closed in 2007 when it was discovered that he was operating without a business permit. Also in 2007, at age 65, Don was accused of molesting 11 girls and one boy at his whistle stop attraction. Don had 14 charges, 10 for aggravated um, assault of a child, 3 for indecency involving fondling, and 1 for child, uh, sexual abuse of a child. After being taken into custody by police, Don spent years in a state hospital in Texas. He was considered to be incompetent to stand trial due to mental illness. Oops, sorry. But I just want to be like, he wasn't so mentally ill that um, he, yeah. he could molest kids. In November of 2018, Don was transferred from the Texas State Hospital to a medical unit in, Tar in a Tarrant County Jail. Mm -hmm. Due to being on the suicide prevention watch, Don and his cellmate, David Faustino Flores, were checked every 10 minutes. So every 10 minutes, somebody has to come by and do a visual check. David, who was 42 year years old at the time, had been in jail for about a month after assaulting an elderly man. So David Flores assaulted Don Simpson, killing him in a quick assault. According to prison records, at 2.15 a.m., an officer checked on the two and they were both appeared to be asleep. Mm -hmm. At 2.22 a.m., Don was at his door yelling to staff. As an officer and two nurses were walking toward the cell, they saw David hit Don on the left side of his head about 20 times in rapid succession, like boom, 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 boom. David then walked back to his bunk, saw Don move, came back and hit him again another 28 times with a closed fist. This caused Don to fall out of his wheelchair. As Don was falling, falling David hit him another five times before slamming Jeez. Yes, Don's head against the floor around 14 times. When a sergeant tried to pull David off Don, David continued to try to kick Don in the head. The entire attack lasted just over 60 seconds and included over just 60 hits. Wow. And resulted in Don's death. Whoa. Whoa. So they put him in this room and in about one minute, another dude beats him to death. Hmm. That's crazy. That's what you get for molesting children. Karma, yeah. bitches. Yeah. All right, last one. Why do you keep doing this stupid fucked up noise even though I try to turn you off four times now, you computer asshole? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes it likes to be talked to like that. <laughs> Peter John Miller, once a resident of Wolverine Lake, Michigan, was a convicted sex offender. Peter had been convicted of two counts of second-degree criminal sexual conduct in Oakland County in 1996. In May of 1997, he was sentenced to 18 months to 15 years in prison. Peter served about six years being released from jail in October of 2003. Peter was convicted again by an Oakland County jury in 2014. This time with six counts of first degree criminal sexual conduct with a minor younger than 13. Per court records, his victims testified that Peter assaulted them over several years starting in 2009. This time, Peter was sentenced to serve 50 to 100 years of prison time. At the time he was given the sexual assault conviction, he was already serving 20 months to a 15-year sentence on a larceny charge from 2011. Around 1 p.m. on December 30th, 2018, Peter Miller was found dead in his cell. It appeared that he had hung himself. 
Peter's roommate wasn't in the cell at the time, and his death was ru- ruled a suicide. Hmm. So I was just like, but was it? Maybe his roommate did kill him. I mean, yeah, maybe he killed be. himself and he realized you're never getting out of jail. Could be. All right. Are you ready for a little breather, a mental palate cleanser, some zoo reviews? Okay. All right. The Oregon Zoo began rating their animals as if they were bought online. And the hashtag they posted on Twitter was hashtag rate a species. And lots of zoos joined in. I'm not going to lie. I started following the Amazon or the Oregon <laughs> Zoo after this. I was just like, I'm sorry. They're cute and they do funny things. <laughs> The zoo posted a picture of a turtle with this five-star review, and it said, came with a super cute case, not the fastest, but outlasts every comparable unit, retractable accessories, dropped in a pond, and still works perfectly. Oh, see, isn't that great. cute? That's cute. The Oregon, the Oregon Zoo posted a picture of a platypus with a one-star review. I said, I ordered a duck, an otter, a, and a beaver bundle, and apparently there was some kind of freak accident with the shipping or something. Contacted the shipper. They claimed there was no error. Bad seller. Never buying again. <laughs> <laughs> then they posted a picture of a vulture with a five-star review. It says, pleasantly surprised. I thought I had ordered a Roomba, but this did an excellent job of cleaning up the ecosystem. Only downside is the projectile vomiting. Overall, five stars. Would drunkenly purchase again. <laughs> I was like, yeah. An opossum picture was given a one-star review. It says, was so excited to get the only marsupial in North America. Sadly, mine is effective. It pretends to be dead frequently. I was like, yeah, they do. They do. (laughs) And the rhinoceros had a five-star review with the following words. Rare, hard-to-find unicorn, slightly chubby, but still very sexy for those feeling horny. (laughs) (laughs) So on our link, I will have a link to the article that has more of the reviews. And then I actually have the link to the Oregon Zoo Twitter. That's great. They're funny. Hmm. I like it, okay? I I think it's funny. (laughs) You've been listening to Michigan Other Mayhem with Allie. And Jen. Connect with us at michiganothermayhem.com to join the conversation, listen to the podcast, access show notes, find site links, correct us when necessary, and to see the random shit we post. (laughs) Rate and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, and YouTube. Bye-bye now.